Hello, Andre here. Welcome to yet another episode of The Daily. I trust that you are well, that you are well rested, that you are ready to take on a brand new workday, uh, that you have your caffeine of choice in front of you, ready to go. Might be a cup of tea or coffee, be it latte, Americano, or kopi o gao, whatever have you. Thanks so much for joining me today. This is going to be a good day. The Bible tells us that God's mercies are new every morning. The psalmist calls us to worship God with these words that this is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Uh, No, this is not the past or a kind of future day, but this day, this present day, this present moment is a day worth celebrating and we are to rejoice and be glad in it. So take a nice big whiff this morning of God's mercies, His kindness, His goodness. Take a big whiff of that caffeine that you have right in front of you and then breathe out. And as you do so, breathe out praise, gratitude, thanksgiving from your heart for this very day. You know, I've recently uh, gotten back into Twitter. Now, Twitter is that social media platform that I'm sure many of us are familiar with. Uh, Typically, Singaporeans are really much more into Facebook, Instagram, but Twitter over the years has uh, lost a bit of its traction. Um, But I've really gotten back into Twitter Because one, there isn't as much spam on Twitter as Facebook. You don't get a ton of adverts or links for you to watch or cat videos, stuff like that. Uh, But the second reason I'm back on Twitter is because I've noticed that uh, the content in general is a lot better, is a lot stronger on Twitter as opposed to Facebook. Now, I can only think of one reason why that is so. And I think it's because of the word limit. Many of you will be well aware that Twitter in the past would have a 140 character limit per post. Uh, They've changed it in recent times to 280. But 280 in contrast with the posts that are on Facebook is incredibly tiny. You know, you see many of the posts on Facebook, there are like essays, mine included. I write essays for Facebook posts. So I love Twitter. It's so easy to read. It's bite-sized. It's absolutely solid content. And all my favorite pastors are on it and they post brilliant stuff that you can only find on the Twitter pages, not so much on their Facebook or Instagram. And as I mentioned earlier, I think the content is so strong because there is a imposed word limit or character limit. And with that kind of limitation, you have to be uber duber purposeful with what you write you want to be succinct you want to get to your point you don't want to dilly dally and use filler words you want to ensure that every single character is aimed toward your purpose toward what you are intending to communicate now you may be (laughs) thinking to yourself andre is thinking way too much into this but just humor me for a second okay Notice how in this Twitter kind of scenario, limitations actually turned out to be a good thing. Now, culturally speaking, this idea of limitations, of having limits, is just super duper unpopular, right? Many of us make it our goal in life 
to be without limits, to spend without limits, to vacation without limits, to expand our knowledge so we won't be limited by our lack of understanding, to better and build our body so that we'll be able to perform certain functions like a pull-up, a pistol squat, again, to transcend limits. We have an obsession as a culture, as a people, to transcend limitations, and that isn't necessarily a bad idea, right? It has produced much innovation, change, societal transformation as we know it. Think of that movie, uh, Limitless. I'm not sure how many of you have watched it. I can't remember how it goes and whether there's anything to be avoided, if you know what I mean. But I think if, if memory serves me right, the basic premise of the movie is there's this guy, the main character, he takes on this pill, this drug, and it gives him the ability to access 100% of his brain function. And so he goes on to do all these crazy things like solve problems, make stock predictions, make a lot of money, and then gets in trouble uh, for it. And so we, we look at a drug like that that enables us to have limitless power, limitless knowledge to access 100% of our brain function. And we go, that is the life I want. I'm certain that if a pill like that is on the market, then many of us would do all that is within our power to get that pill because the idea of transcending limitations is so, so appealing. But even as I read the opening pages of the Bible in the book of Genesis, that creation account, and as it talks about man, its inception and how man was created, that man was literally formed from the ground, from the dust of the earth, and God breathed his spirit into man, and then man became a living soul, that we are in some way, this hybrid between that which is immortal, God's breath, and that which is mortal, the ground in which we were made of. Whether you like it or not, you and I were made with limits. Our physical body, for example, it's dying, it will return to dust one day. Therefore, we must sleep, eat, and drink in order to live. And all the plastic surgeons in the world ultimately cannot stop your aging process. There is no fountain of youth. We will finish our lives with unfinished goals and dreams. That is a form of limitation. Uh, your family of origin, for example, you had no choice to where or what family you're born into. That may be some kind of limitation, right? Your ethnicity, country of birth, culture all gave you a kind of gift, but also limits in many ways. Uh, your marital status, both marriage and singleness, are limits or gifts given by God. If you have children, the number or kind of children is also a limit. Your intellectual capacity, none of us are brilliant in literature, math, engineering, carpentry, physics, and music all at the same time. That's a kind of limit. And of course, your time. You only have one life to live and you cannot do it all. We aren't like Luke Skywalker and the Return of the Jedi. We cannot be at two places at the same time. We are limited by time, by space. But what if we did not view our limits as stuff that we have to primarily overcome, but in some way, like that Twitter scenario, see our limits as a kind of gift? 
Pete Scazzaro, the, the brilliant pastor and writer who wrote the book Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, writes that we find God's will for our lives in our limitations. He calls it the signpost to God's call on our souls. Now, I'm not saying all limitations come from God and that we are to just joyfully embrace them. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that limitations aren't all bad. They are where we find God's will for our lives. Because one of the many ways that God leads us by His grace and mercy is ridding us of the presence of many options and in a way limiting us until we are in His will. Now, one main limitation that we all share as members of the human race, regardless of where you started in life, or how smart or how work hardworking or how type A you are as a person, is time. Doesn't matter if you're a CEO of a multinational corporation or a retiree, if you're single or raising a family of seven, if you live in a global city fast paced or you live out in the middle of nowhere with no Wi-Fi, nobody has more than 24 hours a day. We are all limited by time. And so we simply can't see, read, watch, taste, drink, experience, be, or do it all. It's just not possible. And so because we can't do it all, and there's only so much we can do, life then becomes a series of choices. Every yes is in a way 8,000 no's, right? Every activity we give our time to, is there is a thousand other activities that we can't give our time to because we have chosen to say yes to one. And it's even with that that I think about Paul's statement in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 to 16. He says this, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time, because the days are evil. That next to last phrase uh, from Paul's text can be translated from the Greek in a few ways. can be translated to redeem the time, to make the most of every opportunity, to make the most of every chance you get. Or I love one commentator, he writes that it is to live deliberately. It is to put thought, intention, circumspection into the way we live our lives. Think about it. Every day is a chance. Every hour an opportunity. Every moment is a gift. The question is, how will you spend yours? How will you spend this time? Will you squander them on trivial things, on things that don't matter? Or will you invest them in the eternal kind of life? And of course, all of us want to spend our time wisely. But many of us are not single like Paul. You know, we have a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in our lives. And and the question isn't supposed to be, how can I be free from these responsibilities? As opposed to, how can I live deliberately with all of my limitations? I think in some way, the gift of limitations is that it forces you to be deliberate, to be mindful, to think, to walk circumspectly in the words of Paul and it is also God's way of leading you of pointing you in the direction of what is your lot your portion in life in a world that is obsessed with transcending limitation of having more doing more being more 
as Christians, as followers of Jesus, as sons and daughters of the Most High God, we subvert our culture's mantra of more and more by choosing to do our best to be faithful with the little to which we have been given to he who is faithful with little he will be entrusted with more even in this time where all of us have been forced into this place of limits where our freedom has been limited to be reminded of our own limits our limits as human beings as humanity we can only do so much to be deliberate with our time with where we invest our days but it's also for us to be reminded that we have a creator one who has fashioned us for a unique purpose and destiny on the earth and a way in which our creator speaks to us and lead us toward that purpose that destiny is by placing limitations in our lives to lead to guide us to maneuver us into his will so not all limitations are to be transcended many of which are gifts to be embraced for they are signposts that points us to our souls calling its deep desire may we live deliberately so let's spend a few moments this morning even coming to terms with our limitations and many of you might feel very limited in this day perhaps you know you had all these dreams and desires in your heart all these things that you have always wanted to accomplish but through life and through accumulating more responsibility you haven't been able to do so you haven't been able to hustle to be driven to do more but perhaps consider that god might be using these limitations to cause you to think deliberately about your life to rest to slow down to center yourself your desires in him to perhaps focus on family perhaps you've been ignoring your spiritual walk and god is using limitations to draw you back into that which really matters but maybe it's also for you to recognize your need for him for others the biggest lesson i've learned in this time is that i am not the messiah i am not expected to have all the answers all the solutions i can rely on others on other people and doing so requires me to come to terms with my limitations and i love that i get to be limited i get to be weak because i serve a god who is limitless his power his wisdom his ability knows no bounds and because he is my god my father my creator i can rest on him knowing that i don't need to have all the answers because he does and i get to be limited and so let's just spend a few moments this morning coming to terms with that limitations we may grieve for a moment but let us rejoice in knowing that we get to be limited because our god is limitless and let's bask in that love in that assurance over our lives even as we begin our work day where we are doing a whole lot to begin it with being
being with God, being in His presence, not having to prove our worth by how much we do. We get to be limited today. So I invite you to get comfortable, to close your eyes, to remove anything that might distract you in this moment. And let's just spend the next few moments in the quiet. Just being quiet before God. There is nothing you need to do in this moment. Let's just rest and be still and know that He is God. Amazing. I hope that you were refreshed by that time of just sitting and abiding in God's presence. Let me pray for you even as you begin your day today. Father, we thank you indeed that we get to be limited before you, that we aren't expected to have all the answers. We aren't expected to have all the solutions. We can lean on you, O oh God, you who is our perfect strength. And God, we thank you for the limitations that you have placed in our life sovereignly that lead and guide us to your will. God, we pray that you'll give us the wisdom, the insight to discern these limitations, to know that which we ought to transcend and that which we ought to embrace as an act, as a sign of your will. God, we thank you for how you lead and guide us, how you keep and hold us. We pray that you'll lead us for the rest of our day. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to yet another episode of The Daily. Stay limited. Have a good day at work. We'll see you in the next episode. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We'll have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and you want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg. Or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.